Hello, I'm Christopher Stevens, and I'll be coming to you today from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 2, verses 4 through 9. And he read, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O house of Jacob, and all the families of the house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me, that they are gone far from me, and have walked after vanity, and are become vain? Neither said they, where is the Lord that brought us up out of the land of Egypt and led us through the wilderness, through a land of deserts and pits, through a land of drought and of shadow of death, through a land that no man passed through and where no man dwells? And I brought you into a plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But when ye entered, ye defiled my land and made my heritage an abomination. The priest said not, where is the Lord? And they that handle the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. Wherefore, I will yet plead with you, says the Lord, and with your children's children, Will I plead? And I would like to use for a topic for today. What God has brought us through. I just want to say that God has brought us through headache. There was trouble on every side. But we were not crushed. We were perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying around the death of Jesus in our body, that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in us. We have walked through a land of drought and the shadow of death. I know what it is to be in want, and I know what it is to have more than enough. And in everything and in every way, I have learned the secret of being full and being hungry, of having abundance and being in need, knowing that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We have walked through deserts where he has made rivers, came out of pits that were set for our demise. I will fall, but yet we rise. He has made ways in the wilderness. We have lied and have been lied on. My life has been one test after another, full of ups and downs. You take the good with the bad and you keep moving. The thing about being called is that it doesn't come with a set of rules for engagement and you are not called as an adult, we are called from the womb and God calls us to show himself mighty through us and show himself mighty to us. I don't know about y'all, but I fought sickness and I fought abuse. I fought loneliness. I fought an identity crisis. I was the darkest person in the whole household. And I was in a school full of white kids. And it wasn't because we were wealthy. But it was because we were poor. And we lived on a farm. I lived in a house where there wasn't running water. We had to go gather water in jugs from my grandparents' house. Or we had to pump it from a well. I lived in a house that there weren't lights where we could turn the switch on. But we had to run an extension cord to the barn next door. I know about the outhouse. I know about not having what everybody else has. 
I know about being black, but wanting to be white. I know about being unprivileged and seeing all the privileged kids go to school. And I sit here looking at myself in disgust. I know that this might not be you, but this was me. There was no peace in my house. I remember nights, my mom and my brother's dad would be in there arguing and fussing and he would just be acting a fool. I remember being beaten for no apparent reason at all. Whenever he felt the urge to, he just grabbed the belt and just beat me. I think he was just beating me because I didn't belong to him. I wasn't his child. I can remember going to school and wearing Bobo's. Some of y'all might not know what Bobo's is, but it was no name brand shoes. It was shoes with the slick bottoms on it, the plastic bottoms. Not the kind of shoes that everybody else had. The ones where you would run down the hall and, and when you attempted to stop, they would make a squeaking noise. They would, they would make a sound. But I had the kind of shoes on when you run down the hall and you attempted to stop, you just slid across the floor. I remember that nowhere at no time there was peace as a young child to sit for at my grandmama's house. I can remember us moving from a place where we had to carry water and, and run an extension cord for lights to a place where we could flip the switch and turn the water on. And it was a brick home. I can remember moving into the house. And even though we had the luxuries, I didn't have the opportunity to go to my grandmother's house like I used to. I used to be able to walk across the yard, walk about four or 500 yards, and I'd be at her house. Now, I had to go 10, 11 miles to get to her house. I couldn't, I could no longer walk to her house. I had to ride a bicycle to her house. And most of the time when I rode the bicycle, I shouldn't have been out there anyway. I was too far. I was doing things that I shouldn't have done. I was getting in trouble. But you don't understand when there's no peace where you live. All of my sisters, they were all older than me. So as a young kid, I grew up the hard way. They would make me do stuff. And when I didn't do what they wanted me to do, I would get beat up. You know, my life was, it was hard. But as I was going through it, it wasn't that hard. I love my sisters. I still do to today. But they taught me something. They taught me how to be strong. And it doesn't matter if anyone attempts to run over you you're going to be all right. They taught me, I reckon that was their way of showing me love by beating me up. <laughs> I reckon it was their way of showing me that I, they my sisters. So if the sisters can do it, then anybody else going to try it. I just had to be strong enough to fight back. And I began to fight back. And I began to fight back. And the more I fought back, the less they bothered me.
But I want to say to somebody today that even though the road that we came down was bumpy, it was curvy, it didn't kill us, but it made us stronger. I understand if you have been abused, if you have been raped, if, you, if anything had happened to you, you felt lonely throughout your whole life, you felt like no, no one could quite understand you or no one could quite get you or no one could quite relate to you and you felt lonely I want you to know that you aren't alone God has always been there I was born with an open duct to my heart so I had to have open heart surgery I was born premature so I was a sick child when I was born I couldn't drink the milk I was allergic to it. Every time I drank it, I would swell up. So they had to feed me through the IV intravenously. So I had a, I had a hard life. You know, even when, even after I had the, the open heart surgery and they let me out of the hospital from being premature, I, I had lost, I had lost weight as a preemie. I was down to three pounds and I finally got up the weight. I finally got up the weight. And they let me out of the hospital. And a couple of weeks later, I was right back in the hospital with pneumonia. The enemy desired to have me, that he may sift me as wheat. But God had his hand over my life the whole time. I just want to tell y'all that it ain't about me. This is not about me. This is about who God is. This is about what God is able to do. Because God had a plan for my life. The enemy also had a plan. If God never intended for me to, to excel and exceed expectations of man, he would have let the enemy take me out a long time ago. You see, I went, I went in, I went out, I, I went out, I had fun, I did the drinking, I did the clubbing, I did the drugs. I know all about life outside of who I should have been, who I was supposed to be. But that was just what I wanted for myself. And what I wanted for myself, I went out and I got it. Whatever I wanted, as a man, I had to go get it. There was no one there giving me anything. I can remember seventh grade, 12 years old. It was the first time I ever wore a pair of name brand shoes and my sister bought them for me. And they were a pair of Jordans. Through my whole life, I can walk out of a pair of shoes in three months. My sister went and bought me those Jordans and I wore those Jordans all year long because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to look like everybody else. I understand if you don't have the hard shit that I had coming up. But my grandmama died and when she died, it shook my world. I didn't cry, I didn't mourn, I became angry because I was frustrated and I didn't know how to deal with the loss. I didn't know how to control myself, I, 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 I was angry because the only person that I thought that loved me left me. I knew my mom loved me. But she was a working mother. 
you can you can almost say she was a single parent because I never saw that man that was in my house that modeled the wrong person in front of me. I never saw him pay anything. I saw him go out. I saw him come in. He was drunk, belligerent, always fussing, always hitting me, always being the person I never wanted to be. That was all I saw my whole life from a man was anger. And it was all I had. All I had was anger. All I had was anger. And, and I remember being 21 years old. I had a son, my first child. And I got into a fight. It was Christmas Day, 1999. I got into a fight. And the guy jumped up and ran. He came back with a 357. Handgun bigger than me. He pulled it out. They said he pulled the trigger. By that time, the cops was pulling in and he ran. He got rid of the gun and hid. The cops found him. They found the gun. They said when they looked in the, when they looked at the bullets in the revolver, they said that the bullet had been hit with the hammer, but it didn't go off. Had he had shot me with that 357, that bullet would have torn through me and my son. Now mind you, he was born in April. He wasn't nine months old. He wasn't nine months old. Matter of fact, he was just about to turn eight months old. He was born April the 29th. And I can remember it as clear as the day. And I said to myself that day, I said, when I see him again, I'm going to kill him. And I was serious. But I wasn't going to kill him with a gun. Because I never wanted to be that guy that carried a gun. Because I knew the temper that I had and that I would use it. So I carried a knife. And if I was going to do it, I was going to make it personal. And it was about six years later when I finally saw him. Well, six years later, I had finally got custody of my son. Finally got custody of him. And the woman I was with had left. I guess she left because it wasn't her child and she didn't want she didn't want to help me raise somebody that wasn't hers. But that child came way before she was even here. No, I didn't cheat on her and had the child or none of that. My son was six years old. I had only known her two years at this time. And I saw him and I wanted to kill him so bad, but I knew I couldn't because I knew if I would have done that, that my son would not grow up with a father. He would not grow up with a um, role model. He would not grow up with somebody to show him how to be a man. And he would be thrown into the system. It was hard for me to give up what I wanted to do. 
but I gave it up so that my son will have a chance at life, a life I didn't have a chance at. And I just want to say that even though I went through everything I went through, God delivered me. God helped me out of it. I'm telling you, a couple of years after that, matter of fact, it was in the same year I had got full custody of my son. Within a year, within one year, my best friend got killed in a car wreck. But before he died, he said to me, he said, you got the woman up. And I didn't understand what that meant until after he was dead. Because I knew how to be a man. I knew how to go and pay a bill. I knew how to work. But I didn't know how to love. I didn't know how to love my child unconditionally. I didn't know how to nurture him. I didn't know how to hug him. I didn't know how to kiss him. I didn't know how to tell him I love him. I didn't know how to be all of that and remain a man at the same time. But I learned. I learned how to tell him I love you, son. I learned how to tell him you can be anything you want to be. I learned how to hug him. I learned how to embrace him. I learned how to show him a side of a man that most of us never get to see. My life was not a walk in the park. And if you were called, you were called from birth. You were called from the womb. You were called before you were formed in your mother's womb. And there has always been an attack on your life that you would never receive the truth of God, that you would never receive the good news that Jesus Christ came, that you may have life and have it abundantly. Maybe your whole life you struggled. Maybe your whole life you went through something. Maybe your whole life was opposition. But God has never left you. He's never forsaken you. He's never let you go. He's never let you down. He's always done everything in his power to make sure that when you were ready, that you would be able to receive him. But I see what God bought me through. And even after he bought me through that, even after he bought me through my grandmother's death, even after he bought me and, and, and helped me to change my mindset from killing somebody, even after my best friend had passed away, even after that, I said, God, I want a woman to go to church with me. I want to change. I can't continue doing this. I can't continue living like this. He answered my prayer. I met a woman, and she was everything that I wanted, everything that I needed, everything I asked God for, everything I hoped for. She was everything. We got engaged. We had a baby. And nine months later, after we had the baby, she passed away. The day before that, I was at work, and I was telling the guys, I said, you know what? I said, my first child I had to raise by myself, but this child I will not have to raise by myself because I got myself a good woman. And she passed away. Not only did she pass away, but I found her. I found her laying in the floor at home. I had to do the CPR, the breaths and the compressions. 
and and I saw that even though I loved her, and even though I gave her everything that I had, it was over. I couldn't give her life. I couldn't give her life. I look at what God brought me through. That ain't even half. I hadn't even hit my teenage years. I haven't even talked about that. But I know that God has brought you through some things too. I know that God has, has a call on your life too. We all have a place in the kingdom of God. I want you to know that we all have a place in the kingdom of God. It's going to take some time for you to find out who God created you to be. It's going to take some time to find out what God created you for. It's going to take some time, but that is time that you have to give. That is time you have to be willing to sacrifice. That is time that you have to be willing to give to God and say, God, here I am. Use me. Show me why you created me. Show me how to, how to be all that you called me to be. Show me, God. Teach me. Teach me, Holy Ghost. It's just not going to come by happenstance. Some things you're going to have to fight for. Some things you're going to have to. Some things you're going to have to go through the struggle for. Some things you're going to have to go through the war for. Some things you're going to have to climb through the mud for. But I tell you one thing. It's all going to be worthwhile. Because God knows exactly where He wants you to be, and He knows exactly how to get you there. I just want to tell you, my brother and my sister, that if God be for you, the whole world against you can't stop the move of God. It doesn't matter what you've been through. It doesn't matter what you were up against. God is going to change it. God is going to turn it around. Is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be trying times? Yes. Because even after I got saved, and after I had lost my fiance, and after all those things had happened to me, I ended up getting in a wreck. And I ended up losing my car, losing my job, losing my house, and being homeless. But even after that, God still came through. At that time, I had a relationship with God. And it grew, it, drew, it grew me closer to God. It drew me closer to him. And even though I had lost everything, even though it looked like things were not in my favor, God caused it to work for my good. I can tell you now that even though that was one of the hardest things I went through, it was one of the best things I went through. Because it allowed me to know that God is always with me. And he will never leave me. Y'all be blessed and have a great day.